0: It's a deck cast, it's a deck cast, it's a deck cast, the ACCC because I say it, it's a deck cast, it's a deck cast, it's a deck cast, deck cast, the You're
1: listening to datcast produced by students of Danville community College. Welcome back to DATCast. I'm Erin Anderson.
2: And I'm Landon Frazier. Our mission with DATCast is to create a platform that was made for students and created by students. We want you to become a little more familiar with the faces you see every day here at deck
1: With that being said, we are so excited to bring you today's episode.
2: We are here today with um, Chuck Jones, if you wouldn't mind introducing yourself and telling us a little bit more about what you do here. Okay, well, you, I think you've already introduced
0: myself, but my <laughs> name is Chuck Jones, as Landon said, uh, and I am the Special Grants Coordinator for Vermilion County Works.
1: Can you kind of explain a little bit about what you do on a day-to-day basis i sure can
0: um so basically our our department and we're located off campus unlike you know a lot of departments here that are located here on the DAC campus we're actually located downtown so uh some a lot of people you know a lot of students may not be familiar exactly about what vermilion county works is or what we do so um but we serve uh not only dac students but also the danville and vermilion county community at large Uh, to try to help them with uh, career exploration options, to help them uh, transition from maybe an old career to a new career, Uh, people who are uh, just trying to start out who maybe need some financial assistance with tuition, fees, books, supportive services, uh, so they can get the education they need to be successful. So in a, in a very tight nutshell, I guess that's uh, a little bit about what I do every day. But, uh, you know, obviously there's more specifics that go into it. But um, but that just gives you a little idea about what we do and and uh, how we operate.
2: We were just talking before that you help with the DAC tournament that's actually taking place next week.
0: Yeah, yes. that's actually one of my side jobs. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that uh, but, but it's a lot of fun um, as we're taping this, uh, the NJCAA. Division Two Men's National Championship will be held on the DAT campus at, for the 29th consecutive year. Um, and uh, one of my jobs and one of the fun things I get to do uh, is uh, work with the TV broadcast and the internet streaming broadcast. So um, it, it's a lot of fun to be able to bring you know, one of the big events that we have here in Danville and Vermillion County and bring it to um, all over the country and to all places, even in the world. Um, So they can kind of watch and see what uh, great things uh, happen here at DAC.
1: I mean, we're kind of... Involved in that next week too, and I'm excited because <laughs> I've been here for two years now, and I've never seen like the national tournament here, and I've never attended, so I'm very excited to attend and see what it's all about. It is a lot
0: of fun. Uh, you you guys will be in for a for a good time. It's a lot of work, uh, you know, but uh, it, uh, it it's really you know, the week goes by so fast. Um, like I said, it's it's a five day event and. You start on Tuesday, and before you know it, it's over, and it's just a whirlwind of activity. Uh, but it's, it, it, like I said, it's a lot of fun to do. So you guys will enjoy it, I'm sure.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> Can you tell us a little bit about how you kind of ended up in the position that you currently have now?
0: Sure. So um, I actually moved to Danville in 2003. I, I, I'm i originally from Northeast Ohio. Uh, went to school um uh, back in Ohio, uh, and then pursued graduate education in Michigan, eventually came to Illinois, um, and then in 2003, I answered uh, an ad in the paper, actually, uh, back when people still answered ads (laughs) in papers, that tells you how old I am, Um, (laughs) and uh, uh, became a resource room manager for the, uh, uh, what, what is called now the American Job Center. Um, here in Danville, um, I worked on contract uh, for about four years, um, and then was finally hired on by the college full time in two thousand and seven to become a career planner, um, where which is where you work directly one-on one with people to help them uh, formulate a plan for their future, basically, and then help them help guide them through um, you know whichever grant program they're participating in uh, to see them through to completion. So, Um, And then in 2009, I was promoted to my current position where I oversee not only our regular uh, Workforce Investment and Opportunity Act grant, which is the major grant that we operate, but uh, I also oversee other grants that our program offers. And so uh, I was kind of put in charge of those special grants, um, you know, and also assisting with the main grant too. So it just kind of encompasses a, you know, uh, a wide variety of a wide variety of different tasks and responsibilities. Uh, but that's basically how I came here and how what led to me being where I am today.
2: Do you want to tell us a little bit more about your schooling, like college mm-hmm. you went to and all of that? Sure.
0: Um, I went to, I graduated from Youngstown State University. Like I said, I'm from Northeast Ohio. So I uh, went to school there and I got a bachelor's degree in speech communication and um, also pursued a graduate education also in communication at one time I actually wanted to be um, uh, a speech teacher uh, at one time so uh, I did a lot of work there I also uh, when I was in college had a little bit of a background in broadcasting which is why I help with the tournament and uh, some of the some of the other stuff so I've probably taken some of the classes that you guys (laughs) are taking right now Um, so uh, but that was uh, that kind of led me into what I was going to do but then and as what often happens when you're in your, you know, mid-20s, you start thinking about, well, what do I really want to do? Is is teaching really what I want to do? And, and part of me still likes being a teacher. I, I, I had some practice. I was a graduate education instructor for a couple of years at uh, Central Michigan University. And uh, I really enjoyed teaching. I had, a, I had a fun time doing it. But... Uh, as time went on I wasn't sure that I wanted to go to school for that much longer. I saw how much longer I was going to have to be in school and realized I don't know if I want to be in school that long. Um, So started pursuing other opportunities and I realized early on uh, that I had a knack for writing. Uh, One thing that graduate school helps you do is really perfect your writing skills and your writing ability which benefited me in my in my new job when I first came to Danville because a lot of what I did was help people with resume writing. So people would come to me and say, you know, I'm not sure how to present myself well, you know, to an employer when I'm looking for a job. So I would review their resumes and start making comments and saying, well, you you could say this, you could change your language here a little bit to kind of, uh, you know, make things sound a little bit more, you know, uh, interesting, or, or able to attract an employer's attention. And, uh, a, and that skill, you know, eventually paid off. People, you know, seemed to like the work I did, and uh, I got asked more and more, and I got asked to participate in more and more things, and, and that's kind of what led me to that path. So, yeah, my education did have, a, I think, a lot to do with where I ended up.
2: How did you end up at Youngstown? Is it just because you were in Ohio? That's or? where I lived. Okay.
0: I lived um, probably about 10 miles from the main campus, uh, Youngstown State's a commuter school basically so most of their student population comes from within 20-30 miles of that area so um, it's a little town it, not, it's not a little town but it's a it's a city right on the Ohio Pennsylvania border so if you know where Cleveland Ohio is and you know where Pittsburgh Pennsylvania is it's like right in between the two cities um, so I grew up there and so it was a natural progression I also got a full scholarship to go there Um, which in, in, you know, uh, growing up uh, in a working class household, uh, finances were a major priority. So uh, given that the university offered me, you know, a pretty sizable scholarship, it was an easy decision to go there.
1: Absolutely. What would you say is your favorite part about the current position that you hold now?
0: Um uh, there's a lot of things I like about it but probably one of the, my favorite the favorite part of my job is just doing something different every day. Um I like going in and and one day you might be working with, you know, clients working with their resumes. Another day you might be working on a grant project where you're trying to estimate grant costs, how much, you know, money do we plan to spend on this project and how much money do we plan to spend here and there and then uh you might be working um, Uh, with the state trying to plan uh, different projects that are coming up Um, you know we administer uh, several different grants in our office and um, one of the things I enjoy is like uh, one of the projects I'm heading up is our apprenticeship grants where we're trying to help get um, people into more apprenticeship you know formal trade apprenticeships and things like that um, uh, and trying to you know in trying to spur growth in those areas so we're working with the college to try to develop some more apprenticeship programs in the in the tech areas and uh, help those grow. So it's it's doing something, coming in and being able to do something different all the time. Um, I think is what I really enjoy most about this job.
2: Did you have any other positions before you ended up here at DAC?
0: Um, well, like I said, I worked as a I worked through a through an agency on contract for a few years, so I wasn't officially affiliated with DAC. But I was doing a lot of the similar uh, similar positions. Um, you know, basically they called us a resource room assistant. So, you know, you work directly with clients, help them with resumes. You might help them with com- filling out applications online. Um, a lot of folks who came in, you know, especially back then, were really not very familiar with computers or with technology. They weren't comfortable with it. More and more employers were requiring them to apply online. So, a big part of what I did was um, help them navigate online applications. Um, you know, and even now, you know, still there are people who find it very difficult to navigate their way through electronic applications. So um, that was a big part of what I did before. Um, I mentioned before, too, I, I did, uh, when I was a graduate assistant, I taught speech. Um, I coached a speech and debate team, um, both uh, when I was at, in my undergrad at Youngstown State and also at Central Michigan. Um, I also worked a little bit at the University of Illinois too, being a volunteer assistant. It wasn't a paid position, but um, I did a little bit of that too. So, and having that background uh, in speech and debate helped me a little bit too um, when it comes to not only giving presentations, talking in front of large people or large groups of people, um, things like that. So, um, you know, that just gives you if that gives you an idea of the kinds of things I did before I came here. Would you?
2: <laughs> Would you say this is your favorite position?
0: Or... Um, yeah, well, it's been my longest serving position, so yeah, I'd have to say this is my favorite position. I, I, I really enjoy what I do. Like I said, it gives me something different to do every day, and I get to talk to lots of different people and meet people from different uh, businesses and organizations, and, and meeting all the people here on campus, too, is, is just really great.
1: Kind of going back to what you said about speech and debate, how mm-hmm. did you get involved with the debate team at the U of I?
0: That was, uh, well, I, had, I, had com- I actually joined the speech, speech team when I was at Youngstown State. I competed for three years, I believe. Um, then when I moved to Michigan, I, was, uh, I, I, coached, I helped coach the team there. And when I moved to Illinois, um, I'd actually started pursuing a graduate program there. Um, and I got involved with the team. And even after I had left school to take the job here um, in Danville, um, I continued working with the team. It was a completely volunteer thing. I wasn't paid. This was just done out of a labor of love. So <laughs> I ended up. I I can't remember exactly how many years I was there. Maybe about three or four. Um, you know, but uh, you know, we had a really good group of kids, and um, you know, it, 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 it was it was a great time. It it really was. It was eye opening. It was really enjoyable. It was something I really liked doing. Um, so eventually, my work responsibilities, you know, kind of had to take me away from that. But, uh, but it was an experience I'll never forget, and I'll always treasure.
2: Did you have any mentors who helped you get where you are today?
0: I've had, you know, I've had a lot of people. I've had, you know, professors I've worked with, um, and uh, when I was in school, and then people here in leadership opportunities. Um, you know, I, I can, you know, my current boss, uh, Jonathan Jett, who's the director of. Berlin County Works has, you know, been there as long as I have. I've known him for a long time now, and, and you know, and he's provided a lot of, you know, leadership and and, and just basically, um, you know, acting, you know, leading by experience, I guess is the way I would say it. Um, you know, Brian Hansgen, who was our director before, who's now the assistant vice president for um, uh, student student activities and student success um he's you know he, I've learned a lot from him there are people that I've learned from you know at all levels from different agencies um you know you just you I tend to learn by example I see what other people do and when there's things they do that I say you know that's something I need to incorporate in what I do You know, you just tend to try to emulate it or, you know, and and take a little bit from everybody. Um, You know, it's hard to point to one specific person, um, but it's just kind of a conglomeration of lots of different people and the things they do.
1: Would you say that you've been as successful here in Danville in your positions as you want to be?
0: I would say uh, I, I feel good about the successes I've done. However, I would say there's more to be done. Um so for as much as I believe that our agency is accomplished, I think there's even more to do. Um, you know, the future has a lot of opportunities. There's always opportunities that are growing. Um, you know, and if you look to the things that are happening right here on the DAC campus, I think that uh, you know, with the expansion of of different kinds of businesses um, with a new medical facility that's being built by Carl right now. Um, As we've taped this just, I think it was two days ago, the uh, approval came for the new casino here in Danville, uh, and there's lots of opportunities there for growth. um, And there's lots of things that I think that not only our agency, Vermillion County Works, but uh, the American Job Center at large and DACC can do to be a part of that growth. So, you know, while I'm happy with what, with what we've done so far, I think we can even do more things in the future.
2: Shifting into a little bit more about your personal life. What's some things that you like to do in your free time? We hear that you're a competitive Scrabble player?
0: <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So uh, yeah, that's something a lot of people like to talk about, you know, as far as when you know when things come up the things I like to do. So I picked up the ha- I picked up the habit of playing Scrabble back in two thousand, I think it was two thousand and six. Um and it was actually an event that was hosted on the DAC campus, um, the uh, Readers' Route program, which is run under adult education. Um, had a uh, little Scrabble fundraiser. And uh, it sounded like something interesting, something fun. I always liked word games and things like that. But I never thought about being seriously competitive about Scrabble. So I went to one of these competitions, and we met some other people that did play competitively. They had a group in in Champaign that met regularly. And so they introduced us to this idea of, well, you can play, you know, we have tournaments and we play for money, and we're, and I was like, I didn't realize how serious this stuff got, so we started playing regularly, and, and we, we came up with a group that meets in Danville every, every, every week, uh, to play Scrabble, and, uh, we've traveled to tournaments, um, I, I've traveled to a couple national tournaments, actually, uh, one year, actually placed eighth in the country in my division, and, uh, one one a little bit of money not not <laughs> big bucks but you know maybe enough to cover my hotel stay um, uh, but it's something that it just took off and it's something that you know i, I I've really enjoyed doing for a long time and um, you, you meet interesting people you get to travel to different places and and, and it's just Something that's a lot of fun.
1: When you play competitive Scrabble, mm-hmm. is it like a strategy game? Like, are you trying that's wild. to? It is. I've yes. never heard of this before. It
0: very much is. It's it's. There's a lot of strategy. It's very much like chess. Believe it or not, um, you know, it's not just you know throwing down tiles on a board. You yeah. have to th- you have to think very strategically about not only what you know, how many points can I score with what I've got you know on on my rack. But it's also about what's the other player going to do? Do I, you know, if I set them up for a big, you know, 80 point play, I might not want to do that. (laughs) You know, if I if I look at the board and see, oh, if I put this one letter there, that might give me 50 points. I have to think about all these different things and you're timed. So, you know, you have a clock that's counting down you know, on how much time you have to spend on your moves. So while you're doing all this thinking, you also have to look at the clock and, okay, well, you know, so you have to think kind of quickly, you know, you can't just sit there for three hours and, and, and ponder things. You have to be able to process a lot of information very quickly. So, in and in the whole time you're trying to, you know, anagram letters and go back and forth and it, it's really challenging. It's a really good brain activity. Um, you know, for not able for not only just for the language part of it, but just being able to strategize and think on your feet
1: I don't think I would be successful at that at <laughs> all. I'd be worried about what everybody else is doing, and I would be so lost you like, know, the entire I, time
0: i will tell you I will tell you, Aaron, I said the same thing when I started, <laughs> but I got hooked, so don't knock it until you try it.
2: I don't know if I've ever played Scrabble what you've never played Scrabble? I've played that um. That game on your like phone that online. Was, yeah, but I don't. It wasn't Scrabble. What's that game? You know, uh, word,
0: words with friends.
2: Words with friends. That's what I played.
0: It's very. It's almost the exact same thing. The only difference is I think the point value, the letter point values are a little bit different, and the board is a little bit different because they don't want to infringe on Hasbro's trademark. Yeah. But a se- other than that, it's almost the exact same game. <laughs>
2: Wordle. So you just, have
0: played it. <laughs> Wordle just <laughs> I, came out. I know, I know. I, I,
1: I do play Wordle though. I, I do too. I I I really
0: enjoy Wordle. Yeah. Oh, I, I that that's a fun game too. I haven't
1: gotten into that yet. I probably will at some point, but Well,
2: I start with like a really stupid word like I've got made fun of because I start with hello every time and everyone <laughs> says that's not a good thing to start with.
0: There are better words to start with, but so, well, I mean, everyone like, has hello. their own strategy. So.
1: Yeah. Do you have any like tips if we ever want to play Scrabble to like beat everybody else?
0: <laughs> well, one thing I've learned, and one thing that's kind of really cool about Scrabble is that there's there's an element of luck in it because you've got this bag of tiles that you grab from and mm-hmm. you don't know what you're going to get. So even a really, really skilled player if they, you know, can be beaten by a novice player if the novice player gets the right tiles and, and kind of knows what to do with them. Um, but usually when we introduce new people to the game, we say, you know, um, there are certain words to learn right away. There are actually 100, I believe 102, two-letter words in the Scrabble dictionary. Interesting. You probably already know 70 of them. You know, words like at, um, if on, up, you know, are, are pretty easy. But then there's also other ones that you might not know, like um, QI. QI is a legal word in Scrabble.
1: Interesting. It's, it refers
0: to like a, 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 a Chinese uh, concept of, of being. It's, you know, I, we don't know all the definitions, but we don't have to. We just have to <laughs> know whether a word is valid or not. So one of the things we do is we, we teach people, okay, if you can memorize all the two-letter words, and also learn how to find words that are in the most common letters in the alphabet. If you take the word retains, r e t a i n s, there's a lot of seven letter words you can make with that combination. So we say, you know, we we should, there's a we have a cheat sheet like that we give to new players to say, here are the basic words to know. You know, and you know, usually we'll let them play with a cheat sheet for a while until they get comfortable with it and then you can start trying to play without it but um that's a way that's how we kind of introduce people to the world of scrabble It's just you know there's some basic things um you know it's for some people it's a little intimidating but for others it's just like wow this is so much more fun than you know just kind of sitting around the kitchen table playing regular scrabble not that that's not fun too that can be a lot of fun but
2: how does the point system work
0: the point system.
2: Yeah, like how do you get points
0: on Scrabble? Yeah, yeah. Uh, making words on the board. I, I know, guess. But like,
2: okay, but like, is each letter like ten points, or how does?
0: Well, I mean, it, it varies based on how frequently the letter is in the English language. So, like, words, letters that are very common, like the letter, well, like the letter E. Letter E is the most popular popular letter in the English language. Oh. So that's worth one point. E. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, letters like T, R, um, L, N, very common. So those are worth one point. But then there are the words that you don't, see, or the letters you don't see as often, like X, Q, Z, are worth 10 points. Uh, you know, the Q and the Z are worth 10 points. And then as you play a word, you know, you add up all the total. And then depending on where you play the word on the board, you've got bonus squares, so some bonuses let you double the letter of a the value of a letter or double the value of the entire word and then you try to make parallel words where you make you know because every play you make has to intersect with another word so you might try to parallel a word where you make maybe not just you know one additional word but maybe you make three or four words and then you get to score all the points for those words that's how you score points in scrabble and then if you play all your tiles you get 50 points extra so, you know, that's that's kind of like the what we all aim for is, you know, get that big, nice 50-point bonus that we all like.
2: Is there like a first, second, third place, or is it just like you, just a winner?
0: Um, well, you, we, we have tournaments. Basically, there might be you, you're assigned to groups based on your relative strength. So, you know, a brand-new player isn't going to be forced to play against, like, you know, a reigning national champion or anything. Um, you're you're put into groups where you're approximately r- around the same level as your opponents, so you don't have to freak out about having to play someone who's, you know, ridiculously good and has been for years. Um, but you play usually a set number of games against that group of people. So you might play eight, nine games in a day, um, and then based on your record, your win and loss record. Uh, that determines where you place, and so if you, you know, if you're first in that group of eight or ten or twelve or however many people, then you're you're the winner and you get prize money. And sometimes second place gets money, sometimes third place gets money. It just depends on how many people are playing. But yeah, but the money really isn't why we do it. We do it for the fun of it.
1: This has become an episode of a step to step. Tutorial of how to play competitive Scrabble. It's amazing how
0: we just go down the rabbit hole sometimes with these topics. Sometimes,
2: <laughs> what are some long and short term goals you have for your field here at DAC?
0: Well, um, short term, there's a lot of projects that we're working on that we want to um, see through to their completion. Uh, we have several, like we have an apprenticeship grant program that we're uh, that we're operating right now. That's probably going to last at least a couple more years, and we hope that. Uh, the state and federal governments will keep extending those programs and keep them going. So uh, we want to build on the relationships that we've built already and establish new relationships with different um, companies, different labor organizations, things like that, So, um, and also continue operating in our uh, Workforce Investment and Opportunity Grant. So uh, those are all some short-term goals. Long-term goals, um, we just want to continue to serve the community. Serve, serve the city the people in Danville, Vermilion County, uh, and also to serve the students at DAC. Um, you know, we want to make sure one of our biggest, I think one of our biggest obstacles is just letting people know we're here. Um, it, it always amazes me every time we go to a meeting or an event where we present information about our services, how many people come up to us and say, gosh, I never knew you existed. You know, why didn't we hear about this before? So long-term, I think, is, you know, just getting the word out that, A, we exist, and B, we're here to help.
1: I think it's time for Dak Attack. Yeah. So
2: now, time for the game we were talking <laughs> yes. about before. Yes, The
0: dreaded Dac Attack. attack. <laughs> yes, so it's
2: just this or that questions you have yep. to answer as fast as you can.
0: Okay, I will, you wanna go I will do my best. Okay.
2: okay, amusement park or day at the beach? Day at the beach. Drive or
1: fly?
0: Drive.
2: Save or spend?
0: Save, I guess. <laughs> City or country? City.
2: MacBook or PC?
0: PC.
1: Soup or sandwich?
0: What kind of sandwich?
1: <laughs> Any type of sandwich that you want it to be. Like your favorite sandwich. Sandwich.
2: <laughs> Book or ebook?
0: Book.
1: Sweater or hoodie? Sweater. <laughs> Fruit or vegetables?
0: Ooh. <laughs> I used to not like either, but lately um, I have been liking both. Um, fruit. Me okay. too. Okay,
1: yes. Thank you so much for joining us today, Chow. Did I win anything? or? <laughs> Just um, the recognition for being a DATCAST guest.
0: I will take that. Yes.
1: Thank you so much for coming in Thank today. Thank you. We really appreciate it. Thank you guys for listening. This has been DATCAST. With Aaron and Landon. Stay classy, Jaguars.